So today again we'll begin the metta practice, the loving-kindness practice. And we'll go on today from uh, oneself benefactor, dear friend, neutral person. And we'll add on today uh, the difficult person. Well, I like to say the person we're having difficulty with. So it differentiates between that's the other one is the difficult person. So when we go on to that person, I'm going to remind you uh, to choose someone that really is not your arch enemy, not somebody you're having a big problem with, but see if you can choose somebody that uh, maybe you're just annoyed with or you have a little bit of grumbling about. We're going to have a chance to go to the difficult person or the person we're having difficulty with two more times after this. So you'll have a chance to keep practicing. Also, I may add uh, different phrases for you to be able to open to this, um, the difficulty you have in your heart about this person. I may give you a suggestion of using a different phrase, like a, a phrase that has more compassion in it, or a phrase that has more equanimity in it, uh, so that we can use equanimity and also compassion as we move on to this person we're having challenges with. And you can use the phrase that applies the most. So I'm just going to give you different examples of uh, other phrases we can use. Also, when we get to the person we're having difficulty with, you may put in that category yourself. and really aim your loving-kindness or your compassion or your equanimity towards that particular area in yourself where it feels really challenging, like there may be some aversion or some place where there is resistance or some place where there is self-doubt, a sense of inadequacy. So you might aim it very particularly to a certain experience that you're having rather than to yourself, per se. So let's begin now. Establish your posture. It's important to be comfortable. It's really hard to Feel loving-kindness when there's pain in the body. If you have to move, it's okay. Just remember to move in a way that is respectful to your neighbor so you can be as quiet as you can be. And to your own practice, the stillness helps the mind be more open and loving So let's start by breathing in and out from the heart center while everybody continues to get settled. Take your time, Hilda. And with each out-breath, see if you can relax a little more, especially relaxing the heart. 
around the heart area. Remembering with this practice that every time we say a phrase or I'm going to give you a possibility to not say anything at all but just to offer energy without any words. Every time we send that intention for loving kindness out when we radiate that, it's simply an offering. It's not... um, there's an absence of any kind of attachment that, that that phrase come true. Just think about it as an offering of goodwill. Nothing more than that. Whether the person receives it, whether they are grateful or not, whether they're, uh, they become peaceful and happy, is not up to the sender. We simply just offer that goodwill. And that is healing for our own hearts. And if the karma is right, then it's healing for them too. But we can't control that. So we just offer. This practice of loving kindness transforms our own hearts more than anything else. And that makes a difference in the world. Breathing in and out from the heart center. Remember that the intention is simply to offer. After the offering, we let go of that offering. Let it go to the place where we are radiating it without any interference any attachment to result. We begin with oneself. That's a traditional way. But as usual, if you can't begin with oneself, then choose somebody you can easily open your heart to. We call this a benefactor. Someone who benefits you. by receiving your love, by giving you love. That's the benefit. So I'll use the words for oneself, but you can change them if you're offering to a benefactor. We have a sense of ourselves just sitting here. And when we offer this loving-kindness, allow it to come from your heart center, from the area in your chest. From that place in our hearts, can we remember something about ourselves that we appreciate, that we're grateful for? Can we remember our goodness And it can be very simple. You can remember a time, an incident of your generosity or your kindness, or just the fact that you're here doing the best you can. 
practicing being a noble person. This is a great goodness. And then when you're ready, offering yourself these intentions of goodwill, maybe you can notice it coming from your heart center like a fountain, coming up from the heart center, covering your whole body and mind. May I be safe and protected Just repeating that so it helps you remember for when you're doing it alone. Safe and protected. May my heart be happy and peaceful. May this body be healthy and free from pain. May I take care of my life with ease and joy. Use the phrases that work for you. You can change them a little bit if you like. You don't have to use all of them. Let that fountain of energy and love fill your heart, all your body, your mind, inside and outside.
And when the words don't come anymore, let the energy of your breath offer that loving kindness to yourself. Gathering the intention on the in-breath, offering that intention to yourself on the out-breath. Allowing that energy to flow. Now remaining with oneself if you wish to, or moving on to the benefactor. If you started with the benefactor, you can continue or choose another one. So having a sense of who you're choosing, a visual sense or a felt sense, And see if you can sense them in a place that's really easy for you to connect with. It may be right here in front of you, nearby you, or somewhere that you're familiar with in your life. Take some time to remember something about them that opens your heart. That you appreciate and respect. And from that place, begin to offer your loving kindness, your goodwill. Safe and protected, happy and peaceful. Healthy and strong. May you take care of yourself with ease and joy. Find your way. Use your own words.
If you get off track, just begin again. And when the words don't come anymore, you can let your intention be represented by a light, by a color, by the energy from your heart center, radiating out to that person. But just be aware that it's coming from your goodwill, from your own heart. If this is working for you, you can remain here or move on to the next one, a dear friend. See if you can choose someone you don't have a lot of issues with. You have a, a knowing that issues won't come up and get in the way of your offering. And if it happens, it's okay.
So have a sense of who you're choosing in this category of dear friend or loved one, family member. Remember this person's goodness, good qualities. Maybe it's just remembering their smile. And continue with the phrases that you use. Or no phrases, without words, just that energy offering out, representing your goodwill.
Now to keep strengthening that goodwill, we're going to choose another dear friend or family member. We're continuing on with the same one you've already chosen. So now have a sense of this person you're now going to offer goodwill to. Again, someone you can easily open your heart to. It can be an animal friend as well. Remember that person in a way that opens your heart with that animal friend. What do you love about that person or being? And then carrying forth the momentum of your practice to this person. Using the phrases that work for you.
Now moving on to a neutral person. This is someone you feel neutral towards. That means there's not so much attachment or aversion, though there could be a little bit, but it doesn't get in the way of your offering. It's usually someone you don't know so well. Could be someone here at the retreat, someone in the office or in the kitchen that you've noticed. Someone at home, your neighbor. Someone's pet in the neighborhood. So have a sense of who you're choosing. And with this person, what we want to reflect on is the fact that all beings want to be happy, whether we know them or not. They want to be healthy and strong, free from disease and pain. They want peace in their lives more than anything. So take some time to reflect on that for this individual. And then let the momentum of your metta that you've already established flow on to this person. Just keeping your heart open, using the words or no words, and allowing that flow of metta to continue to be released from your heart to this person. Safe and protected from all harm peaceful and happy. Healthy and strong.
when the words don't come anymore. Allow your breath to gather that intention on an in-breath. Send that energy of goodwill out on an out-breath. Allowing your breath to be silent. Now moving on to the last individual for today, someone you're having difficulty with. Be sure to choose someone you know you can open your heart to. We'll have a couple of days more practice with this, so choose somebody at first that you might be simply annoyed with. Or maybe you choose yourself. Just seeing the difficulty of your own heart sometimes. Noticing those hindrances in your own heart. Feeling the pain of them. So have a sense of who you're choosing. with this person, can you recognize something about this person, of their good goodness? Something you appreciate about this person? Or if that's difficult, remember their suffering. How it might be hard for them in their life. Keeping aside any of the story, not needing to go to the story about anything. Just highlighting either their goodness or how it's difficult for them in this life during this time. And then use the phrase or phrases that are appropriate for this person. May you be safe and protected. May my heart open with loving kindness or be filled with loving kindness.
May you be free of your pain, of your suffering. be happy and peaceful and add an equanimity line to that if it helps. May you be happy and peaceful and this is the way it is right now for me, for you. How would you express your loving kindness, your compassion? Use your own words. And when a word stop, and it's better to just offer simple energy of metta. Let your out-breath offer that metta. Let metta ride on your out-breath, radiating out to that person. Silent breath. Now allow that person you're having difficulty with remain there in the field of your metta. 
and take some concentration, but allow your benefactor to stand beside this person. If you can't picture that, just say their names silently. Then on the other side, put your dear friend, your family member, the other family member, dear friend, also nearby. Do the best you can. And the neutral person surrounding that person that's challenging for you. And then offering your goodwill to all of these people in a group. May you all be safe and protected in all ways. May your hearts be filled with loving kindness. Your bodies be healthy and strong. May you take care of yourselves with ease, no matter what's happening. Allow all of those in this group to be included without preference, without division. Just as I wish to be safe, may all of you be safe, including yourself now. Just as I wish to be peaceful and happy, may you all be peaceful and happy. Use your own words. Now expanding that field to include everyone here in the room. May all beings here be safe on your journeys, on your inner journeys. May you be protected by 
love and wisdom in your own hearts. Expanding that to include everyone here at the center, including all of those who serve us in the offices, many of those we cannot see, we don't know. All of the animals and creatures around us. May you all be healthy and strong, free from all pain. May all beings everywhere, in all directions, without exception, those known and unknown, all the guardian spirits of the land, of the earth, of the waters, of the air. May all beings in all directions without exception, may you all be happy, may you all be peaceful, may you all be liberated. So how did that go? You have questions or I have a question for you. What phrase did you use that you made up for yourself? That was your genuine phrase. What helped you? Yeah. Um, may I be free from fear? May I be free from fear. What about the energy part? How many of you used energy and not words? Okay, a lot of people. Was that more helpful? Yeah, so just continue to do that even when the words are offered. Use energy. What did you do? Did you use it on your breath, for your breath to represent your goodwill? Or did you use a light? Did you use the fountain? I'm interested. <laughs> what works? Yeah. I kind of felt my heart overflowing. Oh, your heart overflowing. Oh, well, it was water. Overflowing. Good. Mm-hmm. So, any other creative things happened? Yeah. Um, I was both envisioning rose quartz with the heart chakra. Envisioning rose quartz here in the heart area. Yeah. yeah, kind of the energy of that going out. Yeah. Good. 
Do you have any questions? I, I didn't do it, but would it be possible to evoke someone who's dead? Well, is it possible to evoke, to offer to someone who's passed away? Yeah, that's okay for this. Yeah. Uh, we're not doing this kind of practice to develop really deep states of concentration. There's two aims that we um, practice this for. The first aim is to develop loving kindness. This is what we're doing here. And the second aim is to develop deep states of concentration. When we're doing it to develop deep states of concentration, we don't include someone who has passed away for that, uh, that particular practice. But to develop loving kindness, yes, we, we can. Because sometimes that person, although who has passed away, uh, the body is gone, their memory and their, their life is still alive for you. There's still a connection. And so that's important. If there's still a connection, and especially a connection of love, you want to electrify that connection with metta. Yes. So when I practice metta, I find that it can vary a lot. It can vary a lot. So even if I'm saying similar phrases with a real genuine intention, sometimes the heart is radiant, sometimes kind of nothing. Yeah. Yes, it does. It's, it's normal for that to happen, for it to change from day to day or even within one person. You know, the, the heart may open and then it can feel really kind of juicy and then not so anymore. So just, just noticing that it, it fluctuates. Even, even this is impermanent. Even the feelings of this change. Yeah. But when the intention is there... The intention is what matters. Um, it's, it's not about having a, a really strong feeling or a feeling that the heart is really open. The intention can go out even without that feeling that the heart is really open or that it's uh, really strong or kind of has an emotional love vibe. Uh, the intention can go out no matter what's happening. So that's something we, we all have to trust in. Sometimes people think that the, this um, loving kindness has to kind of have feel like a hallmark card, you know, like a Valentine's card or something. But doesn't need to do that. It can be very, it can just be very straightforward. Um, in the in the Buddhist psychology in the Abhidhamma, this is described as the the absence of hatred. That's how it's. Uh, described. When, so when you offer that feeling and you don't feel that there's anything holding it back really or there's any like um, aversion in there, when there's an absence of aversion, this is also metta. The heart can be open. It may not feel open, but that intention can go out. Yeah. You didn't feel this flowedness. So then I switched to another person, and then I felt 
so much like melting. Oh, when you switch to another person, it, it felt melting. It, it was more palpable for you. Yeah. Yes, it changes. And so if, if it gives you more confidence to be with that person where you felt it was more palpable for you, then remember that person. Of course, the next time it may not happen that way. But you can remember that person in your metta. Bring that person up again. Those are good things to take note of for for the future. Yes? It helped me to remember when there were moments when these people expressed loving kindness themselves. Yeah. And then I was able to return it to them. Ah, that's good. Helped you to remember when these people expressed loving kindness themselves. Right. And then you were able to return. Yeah. So we can do that. I mean, we can be a little more creative with this. I was trying to give you permission in this uh, to be a little more creative. And in fact, sometimes when I teach um, metta, and maybe I'll be here again, either tomorrow or the next day, then I start with remembering those beings who have loved us. And to, I start with receiving that first before we even start with ourselves. But you can do that any time, especially with a benefactor, someone that's easy for you. You can remember them in front of you or in any place and just remember their love and receive their love. And then you can... That's something you remember about them that's their goodness, you know, of giving, of offering. And then, then it's easier sometimes. It's easier to give our love when we feel it, our hearts filled already. And sometimes we need someone else's, to recognize someone else's love that has filled us before we can, yeah, it's, it's just that way sometimes. There was something here. Yes. Um, I thought it was really interesting at the end when you brought everybody together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it actually helped me a lot having this person that I'm having a difficulty with in the center of these people who held so much warm power for me. Yes. It was really fascinating how I felt in that moment as you were guiding us through that the possibility of what it would be like to start over with this person. All right. Productive conversation. Oh, good. Yeah, good possibilities happen. Yeah, yeah. That that was a point of the that end uh, practice that we did, is to be able to feel supported by others, in in the group. And sometimes when I'm, of course, I'm doing the practice up here too. It really surprises me who's next to whom, you know, <laughs> and what animal friends are nearby, and like. Whoa, Upandita, my teacher, is next to, you know, so-and-so, which is like, whoa, they would never be together. But, you know. So it's, it's really amazing what happens in the heart in relationship to all that. The other thing about that last one is that last one is developing equanimity. And it's said that equanimity empowers or makes more powerful metta. Because when we can have this kind of love that's with, with, without boundaries from here to there or among anybody, 
then uh, the love gets, the uh, possibility of love gets stronger. And um, yeah, and we feel the power of everyone around us. So a lot of things happen in that last group sometimes. Uh, go back there, haven't done that. Do I recommend that we stay with each person in the same category? That really helps with the concentration, you know. If um, so, there's two things to consider. Number one is if it helps with your concentration, and, and you're already acclimated to doing that, then use that same person. Especially as this um, lady in the front was saying that she really felt it more palpable with a certain person, you know, than actually try that one again. But you'll see sometimes that you'll bring that person up that you've been, you know, having as your meta object, and it's kind of dry. There's no interest there. And so when that happens, just audition a few other people and see <laughs> see what goes on. And by the way, the reason why I, I use two people that we do the practice in for you know, dear friend or family member, is because a lot of the times we we pick somebody and there's somebody behind saying, what about me? You know, and so if we know that, it's like, okay, you're going to get a chance. Just hold it. Or if that happens to you, then allow that person to come in. How many people had that where there was more than one person? Yeah. So just allow that person to come in. It's fine, you know. Or... If you want to be really um, focused on one at a time, then you do that person afterwards. And then there was uh, Karen. It seems like you're not being very Is it possible to uh, use metta to work on forgiveness? Actually, it would be um, more appropriate to use compassion for that. So, um, and we'll get to that, you know, tomorrow's, yeah, maybe tomorrow we'll do that. But we really have to build up our loving heart first and our ability to open to a difficult uh, connection that we have with a person Yes, we need to build on metta first with that person or compassion with that person before we do forgiveness because it sort of can rip our petals open too fast. It, it's, it's not advisable, usually. Um, in a small group, okay, but in a bigger group, you don't know what's going to happen and we just have to keep things really as smooth as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, actually, um, for me, I found that uh, I was trying to use mudita and something, or that came up for me with a difficult person, because I found that, like, with a difficult person, there were two things. One is, you know, an opening of the heart to yeah. love and especially surrounded. But when surrounded, also the other part was really there, which is like the kind of anger you could say, or aversion, or whatever, annoyance, you know, that yeah. is there. Holding love, like the withholding love that I experience it, 
And, you know, this sense came up of not wanting this person to receive the love of all oh, people. Yeah. So I felt like if I opened my heart to, um, you know, may your experience of love and being loved grow, you know, in that more deeper way, like appreciating that this person also wants mm-hmm. to be loved, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it, it kind of helped me to good. allow the love to share. Yeah. Good. If that helps you, then they're all similar, you know. Loving kindness is the basis for all the others. When loving kindness turns to suffering, the aspect of compassion comes out. When loving kindness turns to the joy of that person, then it's sympathetic joy. The aspect of sympathetic joy comes out. When you're opening to the wholeness of that person and all the ups and downs that they may have or you may have in relationship to that person, that's equanimity. It's the ability to see, and this is more of a wisdom factor, this is how things are right now. The, the, The wisdom to just accept it. So even if you're offering loving kindness to yourself, and may I be uh, safe and protected or peaceful and happy, and you don't feel it, uh, you know, you're offering it to yourself and, oh, I'm not worthy. You've got all these little add-ons to it. It's good to add on, and you know that, but you're not saying it, you know. It's good to add on, may I be peaceful and happy, and this is how it is right now. May you be peaceful and happy, and this is how it is right now. So you can also uh, add... Uh, an equanimity phrase if it's hard for you to to offer love or if it's if you have a sense that it's hard for them so remember the equanimity too can be added so they're all kind of in the same um, it's all loving kindness but it's facing different aspects yeah uh-huh Yeah. Right. Unbounded. Yeah. So when you use the word unbounded, it really it it really helped you to kind of offer and understand. Yeah. Well, whatever works, really. <laughs> whatever works. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's beautiful. So do that. Good. One last one back there. Yeah. But it's very, first of all, I use that as an excuse a lot, you know, in my family. Uh huh. Secondly, it can really help give a perspective to. That's right. Difficult people that you have to deal with. Yeah. So, what is it now? Troublesome people? 
troublesome people can be people in trouble. That, that opens my heart of compassion when I, when I hear that. Yeah. So that's a good one for compassion, actually. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you for your practice. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.